T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Uh, Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Pella Windows and Stores of Wisconsin. I am Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead. Hey, Tom, boy, I'll tell you, Matt Janis, uh, Head Coach at UW-Lacrosse, it's an impressive young man right there. Yeah, he is. He is. He, he's obviously uh, young. He certainly knows uh, football, and, and he's got a great vision for that program. Yeah, he really does. We are now joined by the Head Football Coach at Luck high school. He is Ryan Humple. Uh, Ryan, thanks a lot for a few minutes of your time. How are you doing today? Uh, good. How about you guys? I, we're, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well. This uh, this new world we're living in is a little bit different. I'd love to be sitting next to Tom Swiddle back in the studio so I could, you know, we, we give each other a little smack when we're when we're sitting next to each other, Ryan. But <laughs> you know what? On the phone, we don't get a chance to do that very much. Hey, can you before we start? Can you tell our listeners here in Southeast Wisconsin where is Luck? Uh, Luck's about an hour and a half, hour forty-five minutes northwest of Eau Claire. Okay. Um, or so, I mean, if you know where Saint Croix Falls is, where it cuts across to Minnesota, we're about twenty-five minutes north of there. Man, beautiful okay. part of the state. Yeah, it is. It's, it's yes, a nice it spot is. To live in, that's for sure. Did, did, hey, are you a Packer fan or a Viking fan? I'm a Packer fan. Attaboy. boy. Well, you know what? We could talk about <laughs> even after this draft. Yeah. What? What? Can somebody explain, Ryan? <laughs> maybe you're the smartest guy in the call. Could you explain what they're thinking? I oh, man. have tried to be optimistic through it, but I haven't figured out what they are trying to do yet with everything they're doing. Um, yeah. It. I, I hope they're right, but I'm not very optimistic with that either. Well, I, I kind of thought, okay, they 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 took a flyer. They think this quarterback is their. But then I thought they'd get back to some linebackers, you know, wide receiver, and they go running back and tight end, and I just kind of threw my hands up and went to bed then because I just couldn't. Yep, I like you guys. What I did quite, last night too. Either they're the smartest guys in the room, or they just don't know what they're doing, and I don't think that's the case. I don't. I, I'm a big Packer fan. So, hey Ryan, how long have you been at at Luck? And and I see you're also. Um, are you the uh, uh, the varsity baseball coach there as well? Yep, I am, yeah. This, Man, good, this last good year, I'm trying to think now. I think it was my ninth year at Luck. 
coaching football. And you coaching football and 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 baseball. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Amory, which is about a half hour south of here. Are they in your conference? Nope, they're in the middle border. Oh, thank goodness, right? You don't want to have to go back yeah. and beat your alma mater every year, do no, you? No, I don't want to have to do that every year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can, I, can, I can live with it, but I might yeah. get some rubbing from my buddies that still live there. Yeah, you don't want to have to deal with that. Hey, Tom, um, we had talked a little bit about, about Coach Humple and the great job that he does at Luck, and, and we're going to discuss um, brain training a little bit with him. Can you talk a little bit about that, Tom? But well, actually, in 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 terms of you know the brain training, um, Ryan wrote an article for the uh, Point After uh, Two, which is a publication put out by the WFCA, which I thought was absolutely outstanding. I had never read anything like that before. You know, if you if you're not familiar with the Point After, it's a it's a publication that that coaches contribute to, and right. they can talk about X's and O's, offense, defense, special teams, and then you know there's other articles, you know general articles that are in there. And I thought this was really unique. And you know, first a little bit about Luck football. You know, Luck was one of the first. You know, that was under the leadership of Don Kenzior, who's been on the show, Mike, um, who who got into eight man football. And Luck has been sort of on the forefront, a leader for eight-man football in the state of Wisconsin. And, you know, they're a very, very successful program. In fact, won the state championship last year, Newman Catholic. And, Ryan, was that the first recognized WIAA eight-man football championship? No, that was the second one. The, the second. Okay, I, I, yeah, I apologize. 2018, we lost to Sevastopol in the championship. Okay, that hey, that is correct. Hey guys, I correct. have to I have to tell you, and I don't mean to pour any salt in a wound or anything, Ryan, but I was I do a segment for a show called Around the Corner with John McGivern, and we're up in Sevastopol in that area in Door County, and and I did my segment on eight man football, and I made a prediction. I said, hey, look, I think they got a chance to win the first ever state championship in eight man. And that coach at that point said, "Look, if we don't get a couple of kids healthy, we or we're not we don't have a shot. But if we get them healthy, we have a chance. But we've got to get through luck, and 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 they're the team to beat at this point. And they made me look really good, Ryan, because they went out yeah. and won that thing. And I apologize <laughs> if I'm pouring any salt in your wound. <laughs> no, that's all right. I, we we kind of buried the hatchet after completing it last fall. So yeah, you, you got that taken care of. It. I was happy to to definitely see that." Can we talk a little bit about that article that you that you wrote, and uh, your thoughts on on you know, the the brain training part that that you wrote about? Okay, yeah. Well, first I'll kind of give you a, a background, and like Tom was saying, not many guys know about this avenue of implementing into your you know your day to day routine. Kind of how I got lucky with being exposed to a lot of this. Um, the guy I mentioned it in the article, Hans Scholstead, uh He works out of Apple Valley. Center for the Sports and Mind. It's my cousin's husband. So I think he's had this company or this practice probably going on 10, 11 years, I suppose. And, I mean, I'm lucky enough to be able to pick the brain of one of the best of the best in the, I mean, at least in our part of the nation, um, sports psychologist and what he does and why he does what he does. Um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, it, it, it benefits us and it, Obviously, it makes me a better coach and my program better. Um, but I was, you know, I was lucky that it kind of fell into my lap that hey, why why am I not implementing this more into my 
into our day-to-day routine. <clears throat> hey, Coach, I was listening to um, an interview with Tom Brady not too long ago, and he talked about that first year being on campus at Michigan and how he was really struggling away from home. He was about the sixth guy in the depth chart. He was getting two and three reps at, at a time when other guys were getting 15 or 20. And he ended up talking to a sports psychologist about that part and how he, the depression part and he wanted to go home and, and he couldn't prove his wear by getting two or three or four reps in a practice. And he said, look, this guy changed my life. He changed my life and my whole mindset to the point that I still reach out to him sometimes. And he said that was back in a time when you wouldn't tell other guys that you did that because that showed weakness. And, and guys that are my age, Ryan, you know, that's how we grew up. Hey, you don't want to show yep. weakness. And, and I love the fact that, that you're willing to come on this air and talk about it because I think it's a really important part of the progression for, for student athletes, especially at the high school level. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the one thing that we can all kind of like get stemming off what you said about Brady is we still have kids that, I wouldn't say buck the system, but don't buy in right away. Right. Um, you know, we've, over the years, we've implemented small parts of it, you know, of, of doing different things, doing some writing about yourself, doing some self-talk, that kind of stuff, um, where when we sat down after, after finishing runner-up in 18, we sat down at the staff and said, okay, what can we, what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen next fall? And this well, is and, and what coach, we with and, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, you know, you said in this article comes down to, to this, you know, are, are players, are they mentally tough or are they mentally weak? And the whole brain training aspect that, that you've implemented is to make all of your players mentally tough. Yeah. From your lowest guy as a freshman to your best player that's, you know, either a junior or senior, they're they all do the same thing. And it it I mean it, it the interesting thing is watching kids develop their different traits from it, I guess you could say. Yeah, so, I, I'm. Go, go ahead, Tom. Well, I was just going to say, Coach, if you could just give an idea. Got a, a break coming up shortly, but if you could just give us an idea of, you know, it wasn't just the football team that participated in um, the sports psychologist's um, um, program. It was every athlete in your school? Describe what that was like. You know, what took place? Yeah, that was a pretty cool day, and that was one thing that we decided as a coaching, as a football staff that, Hey, if we're going to do this, you know, it's going to be, it's going to cost a little bit. Um, we can't just limit this to, you know, just football. I mean, most of our football teams on the basketball team, which is also on the baseball team. So like, we might as well invite every kid in and invite the female athletes in. And, uh, what that, it was an eight hour day for the kids. And what it consisted of is they had trying to think, no, they had, there was a one hour session where every athlete was in, the gymnasium with Hans, a sports psychologist, and he kind of went through his background, what he does, um, what sports psychology is. Because some of them have heard us talk about it. Some of them, you know, like we were trying to get them, like I was saying, kids on the fence about if they're going to buy into it. We were trying to get them kids over the fence to full buy-in because you know, it's not coming from us. It's coming from a guy that gets paid to do what he's doing and talk about it. Um, so that was kind of the first hour. And then we had breakout sessions where we had character ed day, 
with, you know, as, as a coaching staff, we put that together. Team building time, so character ed, team building time, um, goal setting, and then each individual team. So it would have been the volleyball girls, so the volleyball girls and basketball girls, if they weren't, you know, double sports, they had an hour and a half with the sports psychologist, one-on-one structured more towards the female athlete, and then all the male athletes had a, a session with Hans, an hour and a half session with Hans, structured more towards the male athlete and how to, you know, how to implement and how to become, you know, mentally stronger, work towards that direction anyways. What an exhausting day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids, there was, I had one of our better guys from last fall. He, it was about 4 o'clock, 4 or 4.30. And we we started at 9, I think. It was either 9 or 10. And he said, Coach, when are we done? I said, oh, we got about, you know, we got about half hour, 45 minutes, and then you guys will be out of here. He goes, can I stay longer? Like, no, you need need to go home. (laughs) Hey, like, I, so, and, and obviously so, he was one of the ones that bought into it. Hundred percent. Again, we are talking with Ryan Humple. He's the head football coach at Luck. And that article, if you're if you're uh, wanting to read this article he wrote, and it's really well done. It is uh, the spring spring to twenty twenty. The point after. Um, and it is a, a publication from uh, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. And one of the lines in it that kind of jumped out at me is, the, and um, this is Coach Humble talking. So one message that stuck with me from Hans is coaches and athletes need to move away from viewing brain training as something they should do, but view it as something that they need to do to win. And and there's some really good uh, messages and and exercises and some of the brain resets and some things that that you need to consider um, putting into your program and getting your players to buy in the whole visualization part of it and uh, it's just a really well written article that again you can find um, at the the spring 2020 the point after which is the publication with the WFCA we're going to hold uh, Coach Humple over for one more segment this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Mike McGivern with Tom Swiddle, who is my co-host, associate head coach at Arrowhead. It's a really interesting segment. Ryan Humple, the head football coach at Luck. And we're discussing an article that he wrote uh, for The Point After, which is a publication of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. You can find that in the spring 2020 edition. Hey, um, Coach, you know, as, as a, a former high school basketball coach, we've, we've done some of this kind of stuff, and we always have a group of kids that are excited and some kids that are like, yeah, whatever, and then there's a couple kids that are walking into that going, I can't believe they're having us do this, and it always seems to me that those are the kids that turn around eight hours later going, okay, this is the greatest thing ever. Was that Did that happen at Luck? Yeah, we had, well, to kind of, we had probably six or seven kids that kind of were bought in going into this, our, our, our upperclassmen. Um, and like, yeah, you're saying we had some kids that are like, ah, I'm not going to do hardly any of this. I'm just going to kind of go through the motions. But then we probably had about 10 to 15 kids that were in that middle group 
that they absolutely loved it, and they ate up every minute of it, and you could just see them get better each day that we did any type of brain training, and obviously then it starts showing out on Friday night on the football field. Hey, hey, Tom, I got to just tell you, um, and again, in that article, one of my favorite parts was was this, where he says another great story about how our players bought into visualization was the morning of the state championship game. We were doing room checks, leaving the hotel to head to the stadium, and we were missing two sets of room keys, about eight players. I began to search the hotel, knocked on one of the doors, where a player answered the door, and it was pitch black in the room, and he said, Coach, we have about three minutes left on visualization audio, and then we'll be um, down to the the lobby. And Coach said, I quietly shut the door, heading back to the lobby to wait checkout, and the player that answered that door was eight-man player of the year, Levi Jensen. And he was. He said, "Coach, you got to give us three more minutes so we can finish this before we get ready to play in a state championship game." And I just think that that means if this kid's willing to do it, then the whole the whole program's willing to do it and certainly work for them. Yeah, what a great example of of implementing this into just sort of their being, how they're gonna just. Live play football or other sports it's it's important to them and the, and that player certainly recognized it as did others that were in that room and you know Ryan we're we're kind of talking about uh you know the the brain training the whole process etc um i'm wondering if you could break down the different parts of the program there are actually four parts that you write about in the article um and i'm wondering if you could just say a few things on each part starting with the the weekly messages Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say you might have to list them all because I don't have my article sitting in front of me. No, we can do that um, for you. Ryan. Yeah, That's weekly perfect. messages, brain exercises, brain uh, reset, and then the visualization. Okay. So yeah, our, our weekly message, we've kind of done it in the past, um, but we we went full implementation on it this year. I kind of got it. I kind of decided this. I was done done coaching All Star Week last year, and we listened to one of the <clears throat> the head Marines in the state talk, and you know, he gave a nice message as they always do down at All-Star Week. And I'm like, okay, we need to do something like this every week where we're given, you know, given a quote, you know, give a quote, talk about it on Mondays, talk about that quote the whole week, kind of wrap it into what our vision is for the week each week. Um, and a lot of kids ran with it. You know, it was nice discussions we had on Mondays. And then on, like, during the playoffs, we met Sunday nights as our first team meeting for the week. Um, so it was kind of fun to see kids' brains just kind of, you know, think outside the box as to what these messages were. And most of the messages came from came from a book that I read called The Mental Game VIP. Um, it's a bunch, it's it's actually a baseball mental or mental game book. But, I mean, you, you can tie it into any sport. You can tie it into life even. So that was kind of fun to see the weekly messages were. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's the players that are doing these quotes, right? I mean, it's you know they're they're the ones that are reading them and and leading the discussion about what that quote means. Yep. Yeah. So it was, we started with more of our upper class and kind of reading them, and then you know as we went on, there's different kids, sophomores, that would even hey, can I read the quote this week? You know, and then we'd we'd talk about it as a team, and it, it was a pretty it was pretty cool discussions how. You know how it is with any high school kid. When you first start doing something, it's not going to be great. You're going to have to kind of spoon feed them. You know when you're kind of sitting classroom setting. And by you know by the time we got to into the playoffs, it, they pretty much led the discussion themselves, which was fun to watch. We are talking with Ryan Humple again. He's the head football coach at Luck High School, and we're talking about an article that he wrote 
uh, regarding brain training. The second part is the brain exercises. And, and Coach, if I can help you a little bit with this, but part of your article that I thought was really interesting was you talk about an exercise, you say, look, it, it sounds really simple, but you p uh, print off a 100-square uh, grid and give the players two minutes to count up from one to as many as they can find in two minutes. It sounds really simple, but the stress that begins to build when they cannot find a number is a real mental block. With that exercise, we talk about focus on the controllables. The only thing a player can control is finding the next number on the grid. Those are the kind of exercises that you guys do through through this, correct? Yeah, yeah, that that's a fun one because it, it that can change day to day for each kid to where to where they get. And the crazy thing is, we use the exact same number grid all year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they should have one through ten kind of figured out by the time they get to it. But it it all depends upon what what mindset they're in going into it and how well they do. Um, which I think the highest we've had a kid get in two minutes is in like in the forties that we've done this over the last four or five years. And so it's wow. not a lot. Um, but we kind of we throw curveballs into it. We start playing music. We start giving um, what's going to happen that day at practice. Or you know, kind of, or if we do it after practice, recapping practice, and just to add that extra, you know, like on a Friday night where there's a lot of stuff going, hundred things going on around you, at any given time, you got to focus on the next play. Hey, coach, the third, the the third part is the brain resets, and we've just got about yeah. four minutes, so I want to make sure we get to to the next two. But the brain resets, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the brain resets a powerful tool where I mean, a, a lot, lot of what you see is breathing. Um, that it's I mean it's hard to do in football, but the time that we always did it was after a score. No matter if we scored, they scored. I mean that's emotions are going to run the highest then. So we we talked about becoming grounded quite a bit. Hey, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Stand here and wait until we have to go out for kickoff or kick return. You know we'll make the officials say let's go, let's go, so we can kind of just get the heart rates back down, get the emotions back in check, and pay attention to what you know what we got to take. Uh, what we got to do next boy that uh that's that's awesome because as as coaches you know that that part of it whether you're too high or too low is is when mistakes happen and if you're yeah. if you're flying high because you just scored and everybody's happy you're going to give up a score um or if if you're too low you might fumble or miss a block and that you know again that part of it on the reset the last part of this is the visualization part and if you can talk a little bit more about that yeah, that's definitely the most powerful one. Um, the most powerful one and the hardest to get kids to buy into. Because um, what we would do is, well, we, we got the audio from Hans. Um, so we every kid had it accessible. We downloaded it to our to our shared drive, our team shared drive, so each kid could get to it. Um, but what, So I mean, some kids listen to it more than once a week. We made sure that every kid listened to it at least once a week after our team meals on Thursday nights or after pregame meals whenever games were, we would do our, I think it was a 13 minute clip, 13 minute audio clip that we would, you know, we pretty much force them to do, you know, this, this is part of practice. We're not leaving until this is done. Um, and it's just like anything else. It starts out where you got some kids screwing around in week one, week two. And even with our upperclassmen, you know, our returning guys that were part of, you know, part of the reason why we're doing this is to help them get over the hump of not, of getting a gold ball instead of a silver ball. And they were kind of screwing around to start. And then about week four, 
they would set it up because you know through week one through week three or so i would have to set it up on the speaker and get it going by that time by week four one of the captains would have it on his phone ready to go hooked into the bluetooth speaker they'd shut lights off they'd all lay down they'd go to work 13 minutes later they'd get up and say see you tomorrow boy that's so that's kinda, good stuff they took it by the horns that's really good Hey, if you have more interest and you want to know more about this, at the end of this article, uh, Ryan uh, says, hey, look, if you if you have any questions, feel free to email me and let me give you that email address or you can find it on on that article that we had talked about the point after. And it's in the spring 2020 um, as far as WFCA. And that's where that that article is in, in that publication. But it's Ryan H. One word, Ryan H. At luck. S.D dot k12 dot wi dot us again ryan h at luck sd so it'd be luck school district dot k12 dot wi dot us and ryan said look if you have any questions call and he would be happy to help you implement any of the techniques and uh he also says lastly if you have the resources to bring a sports psychologist to talk to your team trust me you will not be disappointed with those results Hey, Coach, thanks a lot. I, I I would have loved, and we'll get you on, and I'll talk to Tom about getting you on, and I want to talk more eight-man football with you. Um, and, and congratulations on that state championship. But this article was just really good, and, and thank you for, for putting that out. Like Tom said, this is different than some of the articles that are put into that uh, publication where they're not talking about the offensive line and some of the drills you do. This is really the mind part of it. And I think you're on to yep. something and, and uh, good for you, coach. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks Ryan. Yeah, you bet. That's have a Ryan. Day, guys. Ha- have a good day. Luck football. I, I should say the defending uh, eight man state champion luck football team. Uh, on the other side that of break, Greg, old. that never gets old. Does it? No, it does nope. not. He, uh, and, and he, how, in fact, Ryan, how good is the team going to be this year if you guys get back uh, uh, fairly quickly? Hopefully, well, you'll have a full season. How, how, how does the team look for this coming season? Yeah, we'll be all right. I mean, obviously, we're losing quite a bit, but we got guys that hopefully will step up, and well, we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll yeah, that's, right, so. <laughs> that's good. You know that brain training thing? You should come out and say, are you kidding me? We're going to go undefeated and beat everybody 60 to nothing. Ryan, give that yeah, a that's... shot and see. Yeah, you're not doing that. You're not doing <laughs> no. You're too, too, way too smart for that. We're going to get to a break. Greg Roman, head football coach at Milwaukee, Reagan, will join us on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. He is the uh, past president of WFCA, WFCA Hall of Fame member, and the associate head football coach at Arrowhead. Our next guest, he is Greg Roman, head football coach at Milwaukee Reagan. Coach, how are you doing? I'm well, Mike. Good morning. I like my walk-up music you got for me there. You like that? Yeah, we got that just strictly for you, pal. Strictly for you. Hey, 
I how you do in something by the stones, but I'll take it. Well, that's all right. You know what? There's there's other high school football. No, there isn't any high school football shows you got to go to. This is the one, man. Hey, with <laughs> um, first of all, two time Milwaukee City Blackburn Division champions and made it to the WI playoffs the last three years. Um, Coach, so congratulations on the history. Um, look into the future a little bit, and in the world we live in right now, I'd, I'd like to ask how, how you feel you're going to do this upcoming season, but you, you haven't been able to spend a whole lot of time with you, with your boys, correct? No, like everybody, and, and so I'm sure like everybody else in the state, we're hoping that we can get this thing going in August and, and proceed as, as business as usual, but there's so much uncertainty, obviously. So, you know, we're just approaching it like we are going to be going in August and and uh, take it from there. And if not, then be flexible with it, whatever we can do. Uh, hopefully get a chance to play some football, um, unlike what happened this spring, uh, unfortunately, to all these, these student-athletes. But hoping for the best, Mike. Hey, Tom. Um, yeah. You, you know, we had talked uh, a little bit earlier about – you know, high school football and if there's going to be much changes and things like that. And and with with Greg having a program that, that now is, you know, he's put Reagan on the map a little bit in the city conference where he's now the team to beat. And, and you and I have had the conversation in the past, the difference between being the hunter and being the hunted. Well, Reagan football right now in the city conference in the Blackbird division is the hunted. And... You know, I know that he would prefer to be spending more time with his kids to, to have that message to him. Yeah, and you know, and I, I, I'm not surprised. I first met Greg at, uh, and, and Coach, I think you'll remember this, at the Wisconsin Football Foundation Awards Brunch in Madison in the spring of 2016. We were both seated at the same table, and we struck up a, a there. And, and then when I uh, took over the program at Tech, uh, we kind of, you know, talked again, you know, and uh, Greg has always struck me as being, first of all, you know, in speaking with him, you know, he's a very sharp individual and very personable, but he's he's somebody who is very conscientious and, and, and works. He does, and he has built a really good program at Reagan. So I, I'm not surprised that knowing Greg, that, that he's been able to accomplish this. And, and, and Greg, you know, City football is different, right? I mean, we've talked about that, you and I, and, and uh, um, you know, give us some ideas that you do at Reagan, which is relatively a new high school for the city of Milwaukee. Um, you know, what are the things that you've done to, to sort of build that program? Because at one point, uh, Reagan co-opted, correct? Yes. Yeah. And, and I appreciate the sentiments, Tom. And I certainly remember that, that breakfast and the conversations that we've had over the years and I've always enjoyed having those chats with you. And when you talk about, you know, the things that I have done, and, and I, I think when you use those types of pronouns, that's that's not really indicative of, of what we do at Reagan. I mean, we talk about the we all the time. And like any successful organization, it's it's about the people that surround you. And so I'm, I'm just surrounded by great people. I have a great staff. The kids are um, – I, I love working with the kids every day. We got a really a unique set of kids at Reagan that may be a little bit different than – some of the other schools in the city, and I have a, a supportive administration. So I'm just surrounded by really excellent people. So if you want to talk about what we do at Reagan, I think that's where you have to start is just the people that surround me every day. And give hey, us co- an idea. Go- I'm sorry. No, um, go ahead. 
uh, give us uh, an idea of, of really building, you know, Reagan's program was kind of built from scratch. And, and how long has Reagan had a team uh, just by themselves, not co-oping? Yeah, and so Reagan started in 2003, and it was uh, like one hallway. It shared a hallway with a, a grade school. I think there were six classrooms. Huh. And now we have something like 1,300 students in the building. So the growth has been exponential. And it's, so we're, we're on the far south side of Milwaukee, and we, we attract uh, a lot of kids that come to the school for um, academics and for art and for music and such. So we weren't necessarily a destination for athletes, necessarily. And so when Reagan was just growing, the co-op was with Pulaski. I happened to be teaching at Pulaski and coaching on the staff over there. So I got to know Reagan's students through that endeavor. And so as Reagan continued to grow, um, the idea was hatched that maybe what we wanted to do was start our own football program over at Reagan and separate ourselves from Pulaski. We actually had a co-op with Pulaski and High School of the Arts in Audubon. So when I was the head football coach there for five years, we had kids coming in from three different schools outside of Pulaski every day, which is one of those particular challenges that a city coach faces with the co-op, is having kids come from different schools at different times and trying to get people on the same page. So five years ago, we decided to, to start our own program from scratch, as you said, and our hope was that within five years that we would have a program that could compete within the city, and uh, we've been able to stick to that timeline. Hey, Coach, um, I had the honor to, to meet the O'Keefe brothers, the uh, twins, a couple <laughs> of years ago, and, and uh, they are now graduated, Conley and, and Keegan, and yeah. those are two, two football players that you, you're going to miss a little bit. Those are really good kids. Good kids, good football players, and not very big kids, but very tough and very competitive kids. Keegan was our quarterback for four years, and um, Conley was another four-year starter for us. And so we're actually losing uh, a great senior class. We're losing eight two-way starters from this year. And so when you talk about being the hunted and you go into the next season losing that much firepower, it just increases the challenges that we face. But yeah, I love Keegan and Conley, and, and their younger brother, Quinn, actually is going to be a sophomore, and I would assume that he's going to step in and play quarterback for us. So we may get seven straight years of quarterback play from one household. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> hey, when, when you, it, it doesn't surprise you that the couple of boys whose last name are O'Keefe, you know those Irish boys, <laughs> we, man, we're tough boys. We we're not, might not be the smartest or the best looking, but we're definitely some of the tougher kids. Um, Coach, <laughs> hey, you know, you had talked about Ron, about Milwaukee Reagan and, and how it was, you know, one hallway next to a, a grade school. It's a really difficult school to get into now. And when you talk about Reagan um, on, on the south side, it's kind of like when you talk about Milwaukee King on this side of town. You know, right. it is a college preparatory school that yeah. you have a it, you expect a lot from these kids and they come and deliver. And you, there's a waiting list to get into that school, correct? Correct, Mike. And so our, our waiting list is over a thousand kids. And um, so high demand school because of our international baccalaureate program. And um, so the kids that come in, we get high-quality students that come into the building. And as I mentioned earlier, we don't necessarily get the um, superstar athletes 
when they come in the building. We've had some good athletes come in, but, you know, the, the quantity of that isn't necessarily at the level maybe of some of the teams that we play against. But these are kids that are ones that you want to be around and practice every day because they're, they're students, right? And so we, we want our kids to be problem solvers because as an international baccalaureate school, one of the learning profiles of an IB student is to be a problem solver. So when we're in practice, we'll actually take time as we're doing our offense, for example. We'll, we'll be running our plays, and we have just a base set of plays. The only thing about us, we run the power tee. We've just got like three or four plays. And what we'll do is we'll have the kids talk it out. So the line will come up, and they'll see how the scout defense is lining up, and we'll let them sit and have conversations with each other about what they're going to do to figure out how to block power, for example, against a different front. So that's the type of kid that we get. And that, that plays to one of the strengths of our program is that we've got kids that are they're very bright. Hey, Tom, it sounds a little bit like like Greg is doing some of the things that Ryan was just talking to us about as far as the brain training, a little bit different um, way to go about it. But it sounds to me like Greg and his staff are doing something similar on the field instead of in the classroom. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. It certainly sounds like uh, without maybe without absolutely knowing that it's called brain training, that, that Greg and his staff are doing that. And, you know, if you've ever... Uh, Reagan play um, they have a certain style of play and I, I really commend uh, coach Roman because you know he has picked a style that works for his kids you know I mean it, and it's not like it's it's base base basic football or anything because there is a do but it is something that really matches the type of athlete they have and that's a credit again to uh, Greg and his coaching staff for putting his players, their players, in a position to win games. And he knows what it takes with the athletes he has to win games, and they've certainly done a lot of that of late. Yeah, they have. Guys, we're going to keep uh, Coach Roman for one more segment. Uh, he is the head football coach at Milwaukee Reagan. Again, just an outstanding job. Again, they've won the last two Milwaukee City Blackburn uh, Division Championships. They've made the WI playoffs the last three years. And uh, we'll continue to talk to him, and we'll talk a little bit more about the city conference and, and, and football in general with Greg Roman. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com for more information. I'm Mike McGivern, kind of alongside Tom Swiddle, I guess. I'm going to just keep <laughs> saying it because it sounds good. He is the associate head coach at Arrowhead. We're joined by Greg Roman, head football coach at Milwaukee Reagan. They've, uh, they've won that Blackburn division a couple of times in a row. In fact, last year they went 7-3 overall, went undefeated in conference play. Um Coach, when, when you talk about the city conference, I, I, I think that people would say the other conference right now is, is stronger. Would you agree with that? Uh, up and down, yes. The, the, the other half, um, the Richardson Division, Riverside and King, uh, are kind of the crown jewels up there. And so I would say in, in terms of, of quality of play from top to bottom, yeah, that's, that's a stronger division. 
And is there a way, Coach, that do they do they decide, will you always be in the Blackburn division and the Richardson division will stay the same, or do they change that up? I, I don't know yeah, that. Yeah, you know, we, we have these discussions at our end-of-year meeting with the coaches, and, and I've been coaching in this league as a head coach for 10 years, and, and I think the way that we structured it has changed probably three or four different times. And so these are always things that are open for discussion, and a lot of times we go in like two-year cycles, it just so happens that this year we're moving on and we're keeping it fairly consistent from the last um, two years. So this would be our third year really in this cycle. And then um, always open for discussion at, at the end of the year. You know, and if I could, Mike, just go back to something you mentioned before commercial about the, the stuff that Coach Humple was talking about from Luck, yes. which I found really interesting. I'm glad you brought him on the show because I think that's really becoming a bigger part of what coaches are embracing at all levels of the sport. And so we, we do that stuff. We, we, we start a practice with what we call our mindful minute, and we have a word of the day that we, we focus upon as we, as we think about it with our eyes closed and we try to breathe. So some of that same stuff that Coach Humple was talking about are things that, that we want to do because, you know, these kids these days, they, they call them the information generation, and I think maybe more apropos is the distraction generation. They're looking at screens all day, and they've got all these different uh, strings pulling at them. And so at the end of the day, I think it's good before you start a football practice to hit the reset button. Yeah, that's always a challenge to, to get your kids to, all right, I always would say whatever you're doing at, at any point in time is the most important thing that you're doing. When you're at school, that's important. With your family, that's important. But when you're at football, I expect you to concentrate on football for those two hours or three hours, whatever it is, that we have you for football. So getting is very important you know one of the things Mike that that I really admire about Greg is he, he's not only looking out after his players at Reagan but he's also looking out um, for all of the football players in the city of Milwaukee I mean Greg is truly one of the proponents of football in the city and he and um, Patrick Wagner at Riverside um we're involved in, unfortunately, something that's not going to happen this year or was going to happen in May, but they were the sort of the brains behind a, a city conference combine that was going to happen in May. And, Greg, you want to take a couple minutes to describe what the, the plan was with the, con, the city combine? Yeah, so we had talked about this, and, you know, we had talked about the combine that's held out in Sussex every year and the fact that, you don't get a lot of city kids that go out there for one reason or another. And so the idea was that we could we sort of model something on that combine but hold it within the city at one of our facilities and then get the city coaches to bring um, a group of kids up there. And then the city coaches would actually be the ones that would work the different um, stations that they would go through. And so also invite in these different college coaches because, I mean, there's a lot of talent in the city. It's just spread out in different places. So even teams that maybe don't um, do as well on the field, there's, there's diamonds in the rough at these different schools that many times these coaches aren't able to find. I mean, we've turned out a number of NFL players from the city conference. Right. And so this would be a chance for our kids to showcase what they can do and also for these college coaches to see it. And I thought that, that um, Coach Some of the... at Riverside had a great idea is actually have um, somebody out there so you can get your physicals taken care of. Because, Tom, you know this very well. You've seen how the sausage is made in the city being at Tech, that one of the challenges of being a coach here is actually having kids cleared 
on day one ready to go. And one of the things that keeps that from happening is from having a physical. And so you'll get kids that will trickle in a week late or two weeks late. And, and one of the other challenges of being a city coach is lack of depth. And so you're sort of over a barrel when it comes to wanting kids to be there on day one and then they're not ready to go. And then you're trying to build a cohesive unit, and you can't necessarily do that as well as you would like to because of some of these challenges we face. So at the Combine, we wanted to take care of a number of these issues that we deal with here as city coaches. Yeah, I thought that was a great idea on the part of Patrick and, and yourself to include physicals. And really, Mike, it was going to be Combine. Besides the events that are part of the WFCA Combine, they were going to do a 7-on-7, seven seven, a lineman challenge. So it would have been a day-long affair that uh, Patrick and Greg and, and the other coaches in the city were, were starting to organize. And uh, it's just too bad that it didn't happen this year a docket for next year, right, Greg? I would hope so, yeah, because I, I really think if these, these college coaches can get up there and, and put eyes on these kids running around the field and, and seeing what sort of potential that they have, and they know better than, than, than what we do in particular what they're looking for, but they, you know, they want to see how kids move and, and react on a football field. And so I think um, it's just going to be win-win for us if we continue to, to pursue this idea. Yeah, I, I really like the idea, and, and any chance you get to showcase some of these, these kids from the city on, on the football field, I think you're right, Craig. You know, the games that we do for Thursday Night Lights, you, you know, the, the depth might not be there compared to some of the other teams we get to cover, but there are there's always a couple of kids on the field that just wow you, that you just go like, holy cow. That, what an athlete that kid is, or my goodness, what a good quarterback or a good linebacker. And, and boy, he, he is the kid who's the leader on that team. And sometimes, Greg, those kids never get a chance to come off the field. They're playing no, offense, they're playing defense, they're, they're, they're on the, the special teams. And it's because, you know, they have to be out there all that, that time because, again, the depth in some of the city schools is not what it is at other schools. No, I, I, there aren't too many city teams that are able to actually platoon and just play guys on offense and just guys on defense. And that's, that's pretty rare. I mean, Riverside can do that and King can do it. And they'll sprinkle in a few guys that'll go both ways that are really special. But, you know, we have a lot of two-way players and, and, and that's what most of the city is going to be in. But, but you're right. You'll find these kids that are, and they're green as grass too. Sometimes you'll, you'll see this kid, you're like, holy cow. I mean, what a stud. And it turns out it's a senior who's never played football in his life. And so he's, right. he's under the radar and you're like, that kid could play at any, any school in the city. No and doubt. We lined hey. up week one against Pulaski last year, and they had a kid play at the end, and, and we couldn't block him. And so those are the type of kids that I think would benefit from the combine as well. Hey, Greg, thank you so much. He is Greg Roman, head football coach at Milwaukee. Reagan, guys, we got to get out. Coach Swiddle, thank you so much. Great job setting this Thanks, thing up. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate Thanks, it, Mitch. gentlemen. Mitch, well done back to the station. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.